0: We're no longer enslaved to the Democratic Party. It's it's a great awakening happening, and I'm so proud and glad to be a part of history. Very happy about this. So many young people here, Gen Z, man. It's amazing how many young people who are so conservative-based and they know their stuff. Young black brother from the hood, former gang member, invited to the White House. I want to be part of that. Employment numbers in the history. Job reports released today. 3.5. That's the number of the day, baby. Yes, sir. Like I said, I'm from the hood slums of Houston, Texas, man, so I wasn't supposed to be in the first place. My mom made it. I'm uh, proud to be an American in the uh, U.S.A. USA! USA! <laughs> U.S.A. 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 I belong in the White House. I'm just coming home. I've been doing this for a long time. That is the loudest I've ever heard anything in this room. And I just broke the ring. Unbelievable. Boy, oh boy, this is a group. The media, the audacity of them to think that they are going to impeach our president. No. It's not happening. It's absolutely not happening. Not under our watch. 2020 is around the corner. And we have a lot to lose now, because President Donald J. Trump has done so much for the black community. Thank you, President Trump. Thank you,. Brother. He's been helping African Americans rise to the highest level that we can be as a people. The rise from the bottom to go to the top. That's why we here at the White House is a beautiful thing. He's doing things simply because it's the right thing to do. And You understand what I'm saying? So we have a, when you know that, when you know the man, and when you know his heart desire to help raise everybody's level, you feel me? That says something major. This is a truth podcast where we question everything and no topic is off limits. I got it all covered. Discover the truths about topics you were never taught in school. Learn the uncomfortable and inconvenient truths about current events, geopolitics, culture, economics, and healthcare. You're now listening to the truth podcast. Question everything. And now your host, Richard. And welcome back to another episode of The Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Richard. As always, it is Monday, February 10, 2020, and we are back with another very exciting and very informative episode. The topic of this week's episode, what exactly has President Trump done for the black community? Now, chances are, if you get your news from the mainstream media, or hell, even social media, chances are, what I'm about to tell you Might be either new information, or things that you may have heard about, but really never got any proof behind it. Well, this is going to be a very informative podcast for you, so be sure to like, subscribe, and of course, share this with your friends and family. Because the truth is out there, we just need to get it out. Alright, with that being said, let's get on right into the podcast. Now, everyone knows that Democrats have spent decades paying lip service to the black community while doing absolutely nothing to lift us up. It's all been pandering with no progress. Meanwhile, President Trump's policies are bringing real positive change to the lives of black Americans across the country, and we are taking note. A Rasmussen report released last November revealed that President Trump's support against black Americans has more than doubled in the last year to 34%. This is just the latest sign that our community is giving the president a second look as he continues to make good on his economic promises and works to implement long overdue reforms. Interestingly, it was just a week after President Trump's election that BET founder Robert L. Johnson raised a very simple yet profound idea. Why shouldn't we, as black voters, reject the notion that we are locked into one party, which undoubtedly limits and dilutes our voting power? We should instead use the power of our vote to support and elect whichever party that best serves our interests." Right now, that party is the GOP, under President Trump's leadership. The proof is everywhere you look. I mean, let's talk about unemployment. The nation's unemployment rate of 3.7% puts it near the lowest ever in the last half century. Last September, the Black unemployment rate dropped to a historic all-time low of 5.5%. Also. At an all-time low is the gap between black and white unemployment. With white unemployment at 3.4%, the gap is 2.1 percentage points. Now, when you put that in other terms, black unemployment stood about 62% higher than white unemployment. A few years ago, the Pew Research Center looked at BLS unemployment data back to 1954, which was the first year that data was broken down by race. Now, from 1954 to 2013, White unemployment averaged roughly 5%, and the Black unemployment averaged roughly 10%. So, this is great news for everyone except those who are more unhappy that Donald Trump is president than they are happy that Blacks are working. Meanwhile, the worker pay rate just hit its highest level since 2008, and the Trump administration is making every effort to ensure our community has the skills necessary to compete in the 21st century economy. The Democrats want to shield these facts from the black community. Their bitter refusal to clap when President Trump touted historically low black unemployment during his State of the Union address last week should tell you everything you need to know about their motives. They would rather see President Trump fail than see blacks succeed. But the reality is that millions of black Americans are now experiencing unprecedented prosperity and opportunity under President Trump. This new economic climate also means less government dependence, less crime, more social cohesion, and an overall improved quality of life. Thankfully, the president's vision for Black America reaches far beyond our economic revival. It includes his bipartisan criminal justice reform initiatives, which aim to right the wrongs of mass incarceration. For far too long, our young men have had their futures stolen from them for low-level drug offenses. Now, regarding the First Step Act, I would have never imagined seeing Kim Kardashian and Kanye West in the White House discussing criminal justice policy. Just like I would have never imagined seeing Alice Johnson given clemency and the long-awaited Jack Johnson legacy receiving a presidential pardon. These highly publicized cases were both denied by the Obama administration over two consecutive terms as president. In less than two years in the Oval Office, President Trump continued his push for criminal justice reform by passing the First Step Act, which targeted many shackled by the unfair and unjust sentencing laws, which were instituted by the Bill Clinton 1994 Crime Bill. It's hard to imagine that President Trump, not Barack Obama, would pass the most comprehensive criminal justice reform bill in decades. Despite Barack Obama having democratic control of all branches of government for his first two years, the priority just never seemed to be put on addressing the issues that were the most oppressive for underserved blacks in America. If you are wondering where you can find an influx of our black fathers, look no further than our jails and prisons. Though blacks make up just a little over 12% of the U.S. population, blacks make up over 33% of those incarcerated. In a very short period of time, President Donald Trump took action against this injustice. As a result of the First Step Act, thousands of inmates across America have been released and have had their sentences reduced. Out of all the beneficiaries of the First Step Act, 91% of the total inmates released have been Black Americans. Fortunately, you don't see this headline on liberal media outlets as much as we should. Just as important, Donald Trump isn't giving new hope to Black Americans through overdue economic and justice reforms He's correcting errors of the past and providing new opportunities that will benefit generations to come. Now, what about funding for Historically Black Colleges and Universities, or HBCUs? Well, established by visionary leaders, America's HBCUs have long played an integral role in our nation's history, providing Black Americans opportunities to learn and achieve our dreams. Historically Black Colleges and Universities have been at the backbone of educating Blacks since the end of slavery. During times when Blacks were oppressed the most in America, brave African Americans risked their lives to establish institutions for Blacks to receive higher education. Now, to my surprise, Trump appointed his presidential advisory board on HBCUs and signed an executive order to push funding and programs, passing HBCU legislation faster than any other president in American history. This included pushing to increase the annual budgets by 25%, as well as supporting much-needed work-study programs for HBCUs. The Trump administration has done significantly more in his time as president for HBCUs compared to the Obama administration. And what about his impact on school choice? Well, the other issue that is critically important to Black and Hispanic economic progress is good schools. No president has done more to advance school choice so that every child can attend a quality school, public or private. In cities like Washington, D.C. and Milwaukee, 90% of the children who benefit from these programs are African American. Trump wants to increase these vouchers and scholarships to more black children. The idea is that good schools should be available to all children, regardless of race or income. As the black parents I spoke to who participated in these scholarship programs have told me, why does Barack Obama get to send his kids to private schools but not us? Well, that's a great question. and. One that no liberal has ever been able to answer. Amazingly, the people who oppose the school choice program for black Americans that Trump is advancing are liberal elites. The same people who denounced Trump for what had happened in Charlottesville hypocritically opposed Trump's ideas for better school options for black children. School choice is arguably the civil rights issue of our time and liberals side with teachers unions and not African-American children. Welfare and food stamps. Food stamps and welfare have helped plenty of families in the past and still help some that I know of today. This is a safety net for many Americans that that helps make our nation as great as it is. But when you promote food stamp programs to healthy, able-bodied individuals as an alternative to work, there lies your problem. While Obama was widely known as a food stamp president, his administration took unprecedented measures to make it simple for states to sign up able-bodied residents residents for food stamps. Immediately following the financial crisis of 2008, our country was in desperate need of food stamps and government assistance. But enrolling kept expanding, even as the unemployment rate declined and the GDP started rising. In short, the economy returned to normal, but food stamp enrollment did not. This took a toll on the black community and further incentivized many to depend on government assistance versus seeking employment. President Trump fortunately took a new approach and has put his energy into helping able-bodied food stamp recipients to get back into the workforce. This trend has worked well and the Trump administration has seen nearly 7 million guns come off food stamps. For example, once the city of Kansas City added a work requirement for food stamp recipients, it halved the average time people received food assistance from 14 months to seven months. The share of those unemployed jumped from 18% to 36%, and wages increased from an average of $6,000 to $13,000. I'll be the first to admit that welfare programs are never perfect, and there will always be unfortunate cases where someone really needs to get help. But Black America deserves a safety net when needed. But we don't deserve institutionalized oppression through promoting a dependency on government aid. We need jobs and freedom like MLK marched for and of course died fighting for. Opportunity Zones. President Trump's Opportunity Zones initiative is spurring even more growth in underdeveloped communities nationwide. Through targeted tax incentives, the initiative is projected to generate about a hundred billion dollars of private investment in communities that need it the most. That focus on expanding economic opportunity for minorities, has been a major priority for the Trump administration. And it's a damn good idea as well. I mean, it makes perfect sense for anybody who's ever lived in an inner city and has seen how much good can come when a couple of new businesses open and hire locals, when wages are introduced into neighborhoods where they largely didn't exist before. And what about abortion? Well, minority women constitute about 13% of the female population between ages 15 and 44 in the United States, but they underwent approximately 36% of all abortions. Now, according to the Alan Gutchmeyer Institute, black women are more than five times as likely as white women to have an abortion. On average, over 1,800 black babies are aborted every day in the United States. This incidence of abortion has resulted in a tremendous loss of life. It has been estimated that since 1973 black women have had about 16 million abortions now since the number of current living blacks in the united states is roughly around 36 million the missing 16 million represents an enormous loss for without abortion america's black community would now number about 52 million people in the united states that's 36 percent larger than what our current population is for african americans abortion has swept through the black community like a skite, cutting down every fourth member. Now, did you know that at the time Roe versus Wade passed, blacks were less likely than whites to support abortion? Well, according to a 2017 Pew Research Study survey, it now shows blacks are leading proponents of abortion rights with 62% favoring legal abortion. Problem is, There should be no reason why the federal government should be funding the killing of babies with our taxpayer dollars. There are plenty of healthcare providers such as community and rural health centers that promote family planning needs of women and will be better stewards for the people's tax dollars instead. As you know, the most dangerous place for an African-American is in the womb, and abortion is the most institutionalized form of racism in America. The black fertility rate is well below the replacement weight of of 2.1. And with that current rate, within a few decades, African-Americans might be an endangered species. Trump may get on his promise to help defund Planned Parenthood. For far too long, we have been used as political pawns and have been taken granted by the Democrats. Election after election, they have preyed on our hope and promised us change, but never really delivered. For the first time in decades, we are seeing real, positive changes take hold throughout Black America, and we refuse to let bitter, Trump-hating politicians tell us otherwise. It's the Democrats' worst nightmare, an empowered Black community that will never again fall victim to their empty promises and false hope. When Donald Trump said he would be the president for all Americans, he meant it. The Black community today is a testament to that promise. Thank you for listening to this week's topic of the Truth Podcast, Question Everything. I hope you enjoyed the rest of your week and, of course, the rest of your Monday. And we'll see you right here next week on the Truth Podcast, where we question everything. Take care. God bless.